All right, welcome to uh, NFT podcast, Irish Cryptarctica. This is episode 22, and uh, Johnny, aka The Spill Thinks, back with us. Johnny, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Uh, John, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And uh, I just want to let all your listeners and viewers know that uh, this time I am drinking kombucha. I'm not drinking whiskey. So it will be entertaining, but not as entertaining as the last time. Holy smokes. Yeah, we'll have to talk about kombucha later. You make it yourself or you got a source in Tokyo? Um, There is a source in Tokyo. There's a kombucha restaurant in uh, Dubon, but uh, I make it myself. It's so cheap. I'll have, to get, a, have hmm? to get a scoby off you. I'm a, yeah, I want to get started on that. Hmm. Uh, anyways, anyway, so today uh, the plan is talk about news. Uh, first, I want to start with your news. Uh, what have you been up to? And uh, then we'll move on to some great articles you forwarded me about NFTs and the, the overall industry. Uh, what's going on with you? Um, <clears throat> first off, I got pretty good news. Um, I sold two NFTs last week on Uptick, and that was really exciting. And um, if you bought my NFT on Uptick, I want to sincerely thank you, and I hope that you enjoy my art as much as I enjoyed making it for you. That was that was really exciting. Um, I, I made the NFT, and within seventy-two was it almost yeah, about seventy-two hours, it mm -hmm. was sold, and I was I was so impressed. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. That's and, awesome. Um, Congrats, yeah, man. That was great. It was really great. Um, I think uh, Uptick platform is really cool. And um, I think there's a lot of great art on there. So um, if you did buy my art, um, once again, thank you so much. But definitely check out all the other artists uh, that's on Uptick because there's just a lot of amazing people up there that, that they're doing some really incredible stuff. So yeah. Yeah, there's more and more stuff going on there every day. It's pretty cool. Nice, nice. And anything else going on? Well, okay. Um, I listened to our last episode and I came up with a really interesting idea on the fly during that episode. And that was basically um, taking a painting or creating a painting and uh, making that painting into an NFT. And then after it's created as an NFT, I give the buyer of the NFT two options. Option A, they can keep the painting. I'll send the painting to them wherever they are in the world. Yeah, yeah. B, I will destroy the painting and film myself destroying the painting any which way they wish, via katana, fire, acid, whatever they want, I can do it, just so they will have the only remaining form of that art on the planet. And I think that was a fan, I thought that was a fantastic idea. And um, I actually made that idea into a reality. And um, yes, I've got one painting that's on, it's on Rarible. And um, yeah, that painting, if you buy it, you've got two options. Option A, the painting's yours, or option B, I destroy that painting any which way you want. Be creative. That's, that's interesting, man. Yeah. yeah. So those ones on Rarible, those are one of ones or those are a, a, a series? I've got four that's on Rarible. And yeah. uh, the one that's part of, a, I, th I think I called it Project Destruction. Project Destruction, uh, that's only one, one of one. And then the other three are one of 10. Okay. Cool. So cool. yeah, so that's another project. And uh, right now I'm just promoting it. And uh, yeah, promoting it is kind of a pain in the neck, but that's just part of the business. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to, man. <laughs> did you get that dog? Did you get that dog popsick painting done? I talking about did. Yes, I did get that dog popsick painting done. And I sold it to a uh, gentleman in Germany. And that was really cool. And I got to say, man, painting dogs is not easy it sounds easy but it's not easy because i mean people who have dogs that love their dogs they know every inch of that dog's body so you got to make that painting look as close 
to the actual dog as you can. And um, my problem was my dog that I was painting, it had a black face. Like okay. I had this, like a really dark black, black face. I mean, it was like midnight, man. And so painting that was pretty tough. So yeah, but I accomplished it and uh, everything went well and uh, yeah. Cool, nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's move on to uh, news. Thanks for sending those articles over. Which one yeah. do you want to start with? Well, I've been doing a lot of research on NFTs. It's a very exciting time to live in right now. And um, I'm thrilled with NFTs. And so I've been reading a lot of articles. And um, let's see, I found one article that is really interesting. And it's about one of my favorite directors in the world, Quentin Tarantino. So um, this article, I read this and I thought this was fascinating. And I thought that your listeners and viewers would like to uh, know a little bit about this. And um, I think we discussed this topic a little bit on a previous uh, podcast, but um, yeah, we're going to we're going to jump in the ocean and start swimming. Here we go. Right. <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino to offer seven uncut scenes from Pulp Fiction as NFTs. And I hope you're as excited as I am because Pulp Fiction is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's a great director. Have you heard uh, any details about these scenes? That like they're super short. I have no idea. No. I have no idea. It's just like uh, I think there's like a couple of scenes that uh, nobody's ever seen before. They're just cut out of the movie and uh, left for dead until now. And um, I, I don't know. Maybe this could completely alter the ending of the movie or the beginning of the movie or something. I don't know. So this is really exciting for me. And um, yeah, I, I want to read this article to learn a little bit more about it. I, I skimmed it. And um, yeah, I wanted to save, save this article a bit for this show. Okay. Quentin Tarantino is breaking into NFTs. Announced Tuesday, the award-winning director and writer is auctioning off seven uncut scenes from Pulp Fiction as non-fungible tokens, aka NFTs. Also including original handwritten scripts from the film and exclusive audio commentary from Tarantino himself. The collectibles will be auctioned on NFT platform or marketplace OpenSea. Oh, man. The NFTs are built on the secret network, a blockchain ecosystem that prioritizes privacy for, oh, for the unique Pulp Fiction NFTs and for all other auctioned on the platform. That means that the content is only viewable to the owners of those NFTs. Oh, man, that means we can't see it. Bummer. Did you want to digest that part before we go on? Sure. So what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a good idea. I guess there's two two topics. One is uh, the the one of a kind scenes that you can buy through these NFTs. The other topic is this secret network, uh, the the privacy aspect of it. Yeah, there's many things you can do with NFTs. I saw another article that you sent, uh, and that was more about like fundraising. They were talking about in order to get the funding. Let's say it's ten million dollars to make a movie you uh, sell a bunch of NFTs. And then based on the NFTs you buy, there's like a profit sharing scheme. So if the movie does well, you could, you know, it's an investment, you'd make money. And I guess you'd also be able to support the director that you like or something like that. In this case, it's just uh, sounds like, you know, you're buying one of a kind um, art, but it's in video form. What, what do you think about it? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Um, the only bummer is, the people that buy this, they're going to keep it for themselves. They're not going to share it to the world. Uh, I'm sure they are. They're going to be like, yeah. And then they're going to invite all their friends over for a private screening of like the full movie with a bonus like footage. And it's going to be so awesome. 
But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a long time before uh, we get to see these bonus uh, scenes. Unless, John, maybe you and I put our resources together and uh, we get in this auction. <laughs> yeah, I think it's out of my league. But uh, we, yeah, we could try it out, see what happens. We could do, so we could sell NFTs to fund this NFT that we're going to buy. Do something like that, eh? That, you know, right now, anything is possible. Anything yeah. is possible. Yeah. God, I really, really, really want to buy these NFTs. Um, You know what? For all you people out there, if you buy my NFTs, and if I was able to buy these scenes, I would share them with the world. I would share them with you. That's what I would do. If you bought my NFTs, I would share these NFTs with the people who bought my NFTs. No idea when this auction is? It's not mentioned, right? It's not mentioned. I guess you could have to Google it. Cool. Okay. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that. What what has Tarantino been up to? I think Quentin Tarantino, for him, it's been pretty tough because, I mean, his best two movies were his first two movies, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, I think his best two movies were his first two movies plus his work on Killing Zoe. Killing Zoe is a brilliant movie. So it's Killing Zoe, uh, let's see, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. They're, they're so great. They're so great. So everything else that he's made has been good. But if you compare it to those three, you're just like, well, it's not as good, but still it's good. It's good. It's better than nothing. So I don't know. I think you should make like a, I don't know, maybe Pulp Fiction part two <laughs> or maybe a prequel or something. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the next article. This is from The Guardian. Uh, thanks for sending it, Johnny. Uh, this one, Scorsese producer to make first Hollywood movie funded by NFT. So this is what I was mentioning a minute ago. Uh, it mm -hmm. says that he hopes to raise $10 million and he wants to democratize. Is that how you say it? He wants to democratize antiquated an antiquated funding system. So basically, it's uh, I read it a bit, crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing the money to make his next film. You buy NFTs. I don't know what they're going to look like, if it's going to be just a document or a picture or what it's going to be. But anyway, if you have if you own one of those NFTs, then uh, you'll be able to do the profit sharing scheme. If you make a bunch of money, you'll get a cut of that. So I'll read through a bit of it and uh, we can discuss after that. It says the executive producer behind blockbusters, including Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, is to make Hollywood's first feature film funded entirely by non-fungible tokens or NFTs, with a promise that those who invest will get a share of any profits and meet the stars of the production. Niles Jewell, not sure, uh, who has set up the production company NFT Studios to fund a series of films, hopes to raise between $8 million and $10 million dollars through the sale of 10,000 NFTs to the public and institutional investors. Uh, NFTs are a digital certificate proving that you own something, in this case, part of a film. They have become a hot new financial trend lauded by some as a gold rush and regarded by others as the latest bubble with a risk investors could be left out of pocket. Uh, Jewel said that the aim was to develop a new funding model for films to circumvent an antiquated Hollywood system under which smaller productions take up to eight years to reach movie or TV screens. As a producer, my biggest frustration is from the financial side. It is an ordeal, he said. The studios are mainly doing big franchise films and independent films can take years and years. It's hard getting investors for films and productions, especially at development stage with the Hollywood system. We want to democratize that. What am, what am I missing here? Why do they spell it like that? Well, no, this is a British uh, newspaper or The Guardian. Yeah, I think The Guardian's a newspaper. Um, this is a British newspaper, possibly met, publication. It's a British publication and they spell words differently than we do in the States and in Canada. All right. Should I keep going or you kind of got the hang of it there? Um, yeah, I think we get the hang of it. So basically what they're doing is they're selling. Um, 
I don't know what kind of NFTs they're selling, though. They don't really touch upon that. They're just saying that they're selling NFTs. You know what? I think this is a really interesting thing to do. And you know what? I mean, if I supported a movie, let's say I paid like, let's say, I don't know, let's say a hundred bucks or so, just for an example. And I was able to help fund this movie and had the opportunity to meet, uh, let's say, Joe Pesci. I would be pretty stoked. This one, you can meet some of the people in the film, right? Yes. Yeah. With Quentin Tarantino's one, um, basically he has a film that he made in 1995 or 1994. And that movie is basically, it has like cut out scenes or deleted scenes or whatnot. Uh, and you can purchase those as NFTs. Okay. And in this case here, you can buy NFTs, which they don't really elaborate on. But when you purchase these NFTs, you're supporting the film before mm. it's made. So basically you're funding the film. And once the film is made, you get maybe a percentage of uh, the profits and you can meet the actors and I'm sure possibly um, other goodies in the future or something. So yeah, it's, it's more of an investment than anything. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Let's uh, let's check out one more. What should we go okay. to next? Oh, the next one. Ooh, ooh, the next one's depressing. Okay, do you want me to read this one? I can read it in a sad voice. <laughs> Um, as I just said, uh, this one is a little bit depressing. It's from Wired Magazine. Uh, here we go. An artist died, then thieves made NFTs of her work. Um, this is pretty despicable. Tell me more. Uh, okay, NFTs are unregulated, and in the case of deceased artist Queenie, scammers have been quick to take advantage. Can they be stopped? Jeez, oh. um, I don't think they can at this point. It's unregulated. Do you know this artist, Queenie? Um, I do not know her. Um, I did uh, scan this article and I saw some of her artwork. Her artwork's amazing. Um, yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, she did like a lot of stuff that was kind of like anime based. Yeah. You know? So like, uh, you know, the characters have big eyes and, uh, you know, they're kind of like uh, their the joints and bodies kind of exaggerated. But um, very lovely work, very artistic, very interesting, and extremely emotional, especially her later stuff. Um, okay, so let's begin. Uh, <clears throat> Queen Han's rise to fame was explosive. In April 2018, the digital artist, who was best known as Queenie, had just under 20,000 followers on Twitter. By early 2020, her illustrations focusing on her obsession with the Japanese anime, anime, <laughs> anime series uh let's see carta capitor sakura has brought in more than 200,000 followers on instagram her following climbed to 2.5 million wow that's incredible her fans admire the coloring work and detail in her vivid illustrations on popular anime characters it was around this time when queen who was a four-time open heart surgery survivor received devastating news Quote, got diagnosed today, end quote. Um, she tweeted on December 28th, 2019, quote, cancer stage four, doc says I have about a year or a year and a half left, end quote. Oh, that's that's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, she also included an original artwork, a girl being consumed by an inky shadow. Oh, man. Oh, geez. So she's documenting her um, illness. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Next paragraph. Um, between the end of 2019 and her death, aged at just 29 years old. Oh, that's so young. In February 2020, the adoration of Queen's fans turned to heartbreak as the art that she began to create near the end of her life revolved around her battle against chronic illness and her cancer relapse. In one piece titled Flowering Wounds, 
Quing said she liked to pretend her purple bruises were little galaxies. Oh gosh, oh, that's heartbreaking, man. This is terrible. In her artwork, uh, small flowers sprouted out of bandages on a girl's arm. Queen's work now exists in the memory of her life after she lost her battle with cancer. Her brother, Zehan, also an artist, um, memorialized, memorialized, I can't read, ah, Queen's Instagram page and kept her Facebook and Twitter pages running. Her accounts remain popular, although her flower accounts are slowly, her follower accounts are slowly declining by around 600 per month. When I spoke to Zay, the subject of King's art and her legacy was still difficult. He, he attempts to manage the feelings of her fans as well as his own, saying that it was important to keep her pages running to maintain open channels of communication. Quote, it's important to her fans, so you've got to give them what they want because it means a lot to them, end quote, Ziz says. Uh, quote again, it means a lot to me that people are still enjoying her art, end quote. He currently has plans to make and sell art books with King's work sometimes, sometime in the future. But things have taken a dark turn. Wait, I, I think so far this article has been very dark. It should be a darker turn. Oh, my goodness. But things have taken a dark turn. Riding on a wave of cash and memes, frauders started taking an interest in Queen's artwork. In April 2021, barely a year after her death, Zay's classmates let him know that someone was stealing his sister's identity to sell non-fungible tokens, NFTs, of her artwork. NFTs are tokens that are tied to digital assets to show ownership of the individual item. Now, okay, John, this article goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on, but pretty much this right here is the gist of the article. Basically, this, this poor, poor girl who is a brilliant, brilliant artist, she had cancer and she passed away. And her brother tried to keep her memory alive by making art books and keeping the sites and everything up and uh, just kind of working on her SNS. And um, then eventually he found out that somebody was stealing her work and creating NFTs of it and making a lot of money. And um, yeah, I don't think that's right at all. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, part, part of me when you were reading it thought, you know, the artist wanted her work to get out there. So any exposure would be good. And she passed away. So, you know, there's no way she's going to benefit from the money side of it. But uh, yeah, it's not very cool to be making your living off of uh, scamming people that have died. So I understand. The Man, darkness bad of it. karma, dude, the juju that these guys are going to get is going to be NG. No good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. money's painted. Yeah. But I, I think... Yeah, you know, it, this comes up a lot, you know, theft and copywriting. And I think it's the responsibility of the person buying. It's buyer beware, you know, if something's good, too good to be true or in any event, I think you should be looking at the artist's website and, you know, seeing it's an authentic work, seeing it's legit, because this, this kind of stuff is going to happen no matter what, what people do. You know, there's no way of avoiding it, but it's just up to the person buying it to do the research and figure out yep. what you're buying, right? I, yeah. I don't think it's not that complicated, but... It's a hot topic. Could you imagine being one of the people that bought that? They're like, oh my goodness, this is my favorite artist. It's an NFT. Oh my goodness. And they buy it. And then they realize it's from a scammer. And they're like, yeah. oh, dude, I just got had. I, I just gave this guy, this terrible person, my money. And, and the NFT that I got is kind of, would it be phony at that point? 
is it phony? It is an NFT. But yeah, I, th- I think in the business it's called cop. It's it's a form of copy minting. Like you're minting something you didn't create, minting something that I guess. I guess usually that's minting something that's already been minted, but in this case, it hadn't been minted before. But yeah, it's a, it's some sort of copyright issue. Yeah, would that be called like a a FNFT, a phony NFT, FNFT? Let's make up some words. <laughs> FNFT, FNFT. I don't know. Too many consonants. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Faux faux NFT. I don't know. Faux. Yeah. Phony F. Phony F. Phony, phony FNFT. I don't know, man. It's it's pretty late at night right now, man. I'm running at fifty percent. Maybe I should drink whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It'd be a lot more fun. Uh, uh yeah. So uh, I was gonna say something else before we got into that. Uh, yeah. So like her fans, right? They they knew she was sick. You know, she said she had stage four cancer or something on Twitter, and she had twenty two point five million followers or you know, a lot of fans. So it, it'd be kind of su- suspect, kind of suspicious if suddenly like this person on her deathbed starts minting NFTs, right? Is it that? That would be weird. <laughs> right? Like, it's like, I can't say goodbye to my fans. I'm minting NFTs. <laughs> it's not, I, I don't want to make jokes, but I mean, like common sense, right? If, if you know that's the case, then yeah. I, I don't know. know. Maybe the fans assumed it was her brother since her brother was upkeeping all of her SNS, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, I, I don't know, I don't know, have, have, yeah, just copyright in general, has, uh, do you have any stories with your work, or, oh, yeah, some solutions, oh, totally, or, oh, yeah, dude, I, yeah? A, all right, I know you're Canadian, so I hate to say this, but there's a guy in Canada that stole my name, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, he started writing all this stuff about being the uh, the, the spilt ink. Which, Before we started, you were saying how good Canada was, but okay. I love Canada. I love uh, Canada, dude. The Canada, scammers dude, there. Dude, I'm from like Southeast Michigan. I was like 20 minutes away from the border. I was like, I was in Windsor like all the time when I was 19. Um, Canada's great, dude. I love Canada, but there's a Canadian dude that stole my name and he started this comic book persona or whatever, like uh, the spilt ink art or whatever. I don't know. Don't look him up, fans. But um he did that and I contacted him and then he, he wrote me a very aggressive letter that I'm not going to read on air because it's extremely offensive. And I was just like, whoa, whoa okay, all right. Well, um, <laughs> you don't have my skills. So anyway, do what you want. So that was one time. And then let's see, ever since then, there's been quite a few people that use the, ter- the name The Spilt Ink, which to be honest, if I could go back in time, I would totally not use the name The Spilt Ink, but I've been using it for like 30 years, right? So there's no way I can change it, right? I've been using it since like the 90s. So, and the whole thing, the whole name, the spilt ink is not a compliment. You know, the spilt ink is like basically what I paint, I spill ink. You know, when I was like doing graffiti, when I was in high school and college, I had my cans too close to the wall and everything would spill. And back then that wasn't a cool thing to do. Now it's kind of cool to have drips, but back then having drips meant that you're a loser, you're a poser. So- Mm. Anyway, that was my thing. And uh, then when I started working with Japanese fude, like the, the Japanese ink and calligraphy, I would drip all over my artwork, thus the spilt ink. You know, it's just a part of me. My artwork that I do now, if you look in the background, there's like a lot of paintings that have uh, drips and stuff. I, there's there's no way for me not to spill my ink, right? And so it's, it's, it's not a blessing, it's a curse of a name. <laughs> so if you want to steal it, go for it. <laughs> I'll share the curse with you. So that's one thing. And then 
Another time, about a year ago, I was uh, looking through um, Instagram and there's like this recommendation or a suggestion or something. You know how they have those, um, somebody advertises their work or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Like this, kid, this kid, I think in Yokohama or something, he was like painting my kind of paintings and with my kind of topics and my and my kind of subjects or whatever, like kind of like just ripping off my work mm. and just doing stencil work and just doing all this stuff, like my kind of my older style. And I was like, holy smokes, this guy's just copying everything I've done and he's selling it. And he's making a lot of money. This is crazy. Now, I'm not going to say his name or anything because I don't want to give him props or give like, I don't want to like get his name out there or anything because yeah. it sucks that he did that. But um, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. But the thing is, it's just like, it was, it, it kind of like hurt me a little bit. I was like, why is this guy doing this? Right. But another thing, it kind of made me realize that I should probably progress my art and do some new stuff. Right. So, and actually back then I was doing a lot of graffiti. Like if you look behind me, this kind of stuff right here, the stuff that I've been doing at nightclubs and painting in Germany and whatever, uh, it's like stencils with lots of uh, drips and colors and like, a lot of graffiti kind of work. But um, when I noticed that this guy was just ripping off my stuff, I was like, oh God, you know what? I got to do something completely different. And it, it took me, it took me a while to come up with like the style that I'm doing right now, the popsick style that I told you about last time I was on your show. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess, I guess it was kind of a situation where me being ripped off pushed me one step backwards, but that enabled me to take two steps forward, right? So now my work is completely different. And if you, and in my opinion, a lot more better than it was about a year and a half ago. So yeah, so I guess, you know, I, I mean, for all you guys out there that are making and minting NFTs, if somebody starts stealing your stuff, maybe that's just a sign for you to like, you know, up your game and do something completely different, you know? I mean, that's yeah. the way I did it. So even though I was kind of upset, you know, that uh, this guy was like ripping me off, it, I'm kind of happy too, to a degree, because now I'm a better person and I'm a way better artist. Cool, man. Blessing in disguise. Hey, so yeah. let's just let's just uh, run through a scenario. Let's say someone, sure. one of your fans, wants to buy one of your NFTs. They don't know if you're legit or not. The best thing to do would be to go to your website and see if it appears there. Is that how you how they confirm or check your links in your website to make sure they're going to the right rareable or right uptick account? What what's the best way to confirm it's legit if they're buying a, a spill pink work? DM me. Yeah. Give me, I'm dude. I'm I'm completely approachable, right? Maybe that's yeah. a bad thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, no. just give me a DM and be like. Hey, um, what's up, Johnny? Uh, I'm really interested in buying this image right here. It's the painting that you said, like, uh, you'll destroy it for me if I buy the NFT. Um, yeah. Is this the right one? And if they send me a screenshot, I'll be like, yeah, dude, that's me. Buy it. And then if they buy it, then, I mean, and that's kind of cool because then that means that they have a relationship with me, the artist. So that means their NFT and their artwork that I send them is going to be even more important to them, you know? Yeah. And that's really cool to me. That's cool, man. That's, yeah, that's so great. yeah, just I mean, I think maybe that's the thing that artists should do. They should make some like kind of a, a channel where they can communicate with people who are interested in buying their artwork just so they know it's legit. I mean, a lot of artists, especially big time artists like Banksy or whoever, it's really hard or <laughs> impossible to get in contact with them. But um, yeah, I think another thing is if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't. So if somebody has like, let's say Banksy has an NFT for like maybe like, uh, I don't know, 0. 0.00005 um eth <laughs> ethereum you know it's probably fake yeah <laughs> you know? yeah cool man and how do people get in touch with you it's just twitter and uh, instagram or what, what's the best way oh the best way well yeah twitter's great and instagram is better so yeah instagram i mean i'm always on instagram i, I rock instagram maybe 20 times a day i'm completely addicted to that site oh my goodness i'm always looking at that um yeah 
Um, I don't think they can reach me through through uh, uptick. Can they? Yeah, they can. Yeah. They can? Oh yeah, it'll send me a message on uptick and be like, just give me a screenshot. And be like, is this your work? And I'll be like, yeah, that's my work. Yeah, cool. please buy it. And I hope that it, it brings you a lifetime of enjoyment. You know. So yeah, that's cool. When are you gonna get some more stuff on uptick? Well, looking forward to the next one. Oh, definitely yep. soon. Definitely soon. Um, what I was recently doing, another project that just came to my mind a second ago, is um, I've got these graffiti cities that I did. Where it's basically I'm, I have like a, it's like a graffiti. Oh, it's so hard to describe. I don't know. Let me show you an actual painting. You can describe it. All right. Let's see which one. All right. Should I pull up your website or? No, 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 no. I've got an actual painting. Okay, I've got. I made three paintings uh, last year, one of Tokyo, one of New mm -hmm. York, and one of Berlin. Which one do you want to see? Let's see New York. Oh, good choice. Okay, here is an actual painting. Oh, I've got so many paintings in my studio. It's so hard to pull this up. Okay, here we go. This is a large painting. Okay, so this is New York right here. Wicked, man. Yeah, all right, you got to describe it to your listeners. How would I describe it? Okay, uh, let's go. Super colorful, uh, lots of fluorescence. It, it probably looks good under a backlight, right? Or black light? Um, it does, but with it with like natural light, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. It's uh, it's all lit up. Uh, looks like there's water in the foreground, kind of like reflective uh, water behind that. There's the skyline of uh, New York, and uh, in the background, it's almost like fireworks. It's but it's done with uh what would I say, splashes, various uh, patterns of paint. Maybe you, you use your finger for some of that? I use everything. I use everything to create this. Um, this right here is a skyline of New York. And uh, yes, uh, the background of it is influenced by graffiti and the foreground is influenced by the movie Tron. And so just imagine New York as a Tron city or a city kind of like an influence from the movie Tron. And uh, yeah, it's very colorful and very fantastic. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn this, I'm gonna turn Tokyo and I'm gonna turn Berlin into three NFTs, but I'm gonna make them into GIFs, right? GIF, GIF, whatever. But the thing is all these colors are gonna change. So every single color there, for example, this blue will turn purple, then it will turn to a dark red, then a light red, and then an orange, and then a yellow, and then a green, and then back to blue and stuff. So all these different colors are all gonna change all at the same time which is gonna make this like a very vibrant and exciting painting, which is gonna become a very, very exciting and vibrant NFT. So that's a project that I'm working on right now. Um, I've already finished Tokyo. I haven't minted it yet into an NFT, but I finished like the, the GIF, GIF, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was kind of a test. And I gotta tell you that test, woo, it looked awesome. And I'm gonna put that on, um, I'm gonna put uh, the Tokyo one, no, I think I'm going to put the Berlin one, or maybe I'll put the Tokyo one on uptick and the New York one on rareable. I kind of want to spread the love a little bit. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. Awesome. What do you cool, think? Man. What is your opinion? Should I have like Tokyo in uptick and then New York in rareable? I think you should spread it around. You know, it's kind of like doing research. See, yeah, I think it'd be good. And then your fans on different platforms would see you better. I think spread it around. And oh, you, yeah, you, cool. can, you can mention where the other ones are. I think that'd be good. Okay, no, no that's awesome. But no, I love Uptick. Uptick is just so easy to use, so convenient. How yeah, did you make the cool. How did you make the gifts? Oh, you know what? I did a little research on um, a platform called YouTube. 
And I found out that you can make GIFs easily on photo in Photoshop. And so basically, I just went into Photoshop and I made this GIF. And the first one was like simple. And um, it was like way too simple. And it was interesting. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to take the simplicity to the next level. And then I upped the game, add a little caffeine, a bit of magic. And then boom, I had this explosive GIF. And I was like, dude, I should, and I was just doing it for fun, you know? And then I was like, holy smokes, I should make this into an NFT. I think somebody would really love to have this, especially if they love Tokyo, if they love Berlin, or if they love New York. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a really cool thing to have. Yeah, I want to see it. Cool. Okay, yeah. well, we better wrap it up, Johnny. Thanks for coming on this time. Hey, John, thank you so much for having me here again, man. I really love your show. I listen to every single episode. And me just being on the show and hanging out with you is just a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, take care and hope to see you again. All right, peace. Bye.